When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. And, of course, you can get me on Twitter at Dan Grasso, G-R-A-C-A. Plenty, plenty to get into. I was talking about it with the guys uh, a couple of minutes ago, Michael and Don and Peter on the K Show. We're going to keep our eyes on the second half of the uh, CAA semifinals with Hofstra trying to continue their march possibly to the big dance. They got a one-point lead on UNC Wilmington at halftime over there in the uh, Colonial Semi. So we uh, wish Hofstra well. And like I said, we'll keep our eyes on the final 20 minutes there. We know FDU is going dancing. Maybe some other local representation, whether it's going to be Fordham or maybe Iona. I'd love to be able to sit here and express confidence that my Scarlet Knights will be there. But the way things have trended... For Coach Peichel and his boys, I, I am not overly confident much longer. Um, I don't feel good about the game Thursday against Michigan. They just look like a completely different team the last eight games. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but um, hope for the best. We'll see. But nevertheless, it's a great time of year, and I love college hoops, love the tournament, and these are going to be a fun couple of weeks. And, of course, Big East tournament in town at the world's most famous arena starting a little bit later on this week. And handful of teams in the Big East, which I think can go deep, deep into March when you're talking about the big dance. So we'll get into all the basketball stuff. We'll do plenty of Knicks a little bit later on, as you would expect. Knickerbockers, hey, they they just don't lose. It's as simple as that. And, you know, I said it with the guys. I think that was the best win of the year that they had last night against the Boston Celtics on the road, coming from behind. And so we'll dive into that later on here. But we got to start with the football because, well, we don't know who the Jet quarterback is going to be yet for 2023, but now we do know who won't be the quarterback and it's a guy who really over the last week has probably been talked about the most more so than any of these potential options and that would be Derek Carr because it's funny last night you go to bed and you have the Jeremy Fowler report that says Derek Carr is leaning towards the Jets like okay well might be Derek Carr looks like we're gonna have an answer right Jets don't want to wait until free agency starts they're tired of the waiting game With Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure that they've been in communication, and they decided to make the former Raider their guy. You know, they spoke glowingly of him and all the meetings that they had and the visits and that sort of thing. All right, it's going to be Derek Carr. Then you wake up today, and you start to see the rumors that Derek Carr and the Saints are nearing an agreement. Okay, so much for that earlier report. So he's going to New Orleans, which, by the way, I always thought was the best spot for him. It made the most natural sense. And it's got nothing to do with Dennis Allen as far as I'm concerned. I mean, remember, they worked together for four games back in the Oakland days. You know, Allen got fired four games into Derek Carr's rookie season. But I did always suspect that what was going to be best for Derek Carr would be to wait for Aaron Rodgers to make up his mind. Now, look, maybe like the Jets or any of these other teams. They were tired of waiting for Aaron Rodgers. Well, really, the Jets are the only ones. Jets are the Packers. are the only teams that Rodgers is going to play for this year. But I thought it would be best to wait for him to make up his mind because once Rodgers came off the board, that gave Derek Carr a little bit more equity, don't you think? Now he became more in demand. 
one less guy was going to be available on the board. So he could sit there and name his price, maybe even get a couple of extra bucks from one of these potential suitors. And the other thing, too, and, and I've been talking about this, that market for Derek Carr, which, remember, way back at the beginning, all we heard about was just, you know, all these teams that were going to be in on Derek Carr. It was really two teams. I know he met with Carolina, but Carolina was not a serious suitor. It was the Jets or the Saints, the Saints or the Jets. Nobody more, nobody less. But the Jets apparently view Aaron Rodgers as the A, and Derek Carr knew that. And the Saints were the first team that he visited. Remember, Derek Carr went and visited the Saints when he was still a member of the Raiders. He was still under contract. The Raiders had not released him yet. Raiders gave him permission to go visit New Orleans because they had agreed on compensation. And the Saints put forward an offer that he couldn't turn down. He gets four years, a buck fifty, up to $100 million in guarantees. If, you're, if you know, you're consumed with the AAV, it was 37 and a half. He gets 60 guaranteed at signing it. To me, that's the most important thing. Forget about the AAV, okay? He's getting $60 million guaranteed to sign. He gets another $10 million to start year number three. So think about that for a second. The way they structured the contract, they did it to help the Saints' salary cap, which is what all these teams are going to do, including the Jets, whoever ends up being their quarterback. You know, New Orleans is over it a little bit right now. And so they realized that down the road, you know, they might need a little bit more help. And that's why they're going to put all this money front loaded. And then when towards the end, if he's still around in three, four years, he's going to get maybe a little bit less. And look, for Carr, it's a good fit. He's going to be playing indoors for more than half of the season. All the home games for New Orleans. Remember, you go to Atlanta in that division. That's an indoor facility. You know, you're going to Tampa to play a game. That's not going to be frigid by any stretch. You never know. Carolina could be a little bit tricky here. But going to New Orleans did wonders for Drew Brees' career, right? He became a Hall of Fame quarterback going to play for the Saints. And when you look at that division, you look at the NFC South. I mean, the NFC South, the quarterbacks, they stink right now. It's not that they stink. Maybe that's a little bit harsh. Remember, they are somebody's children. But you look at the South. I mean, Atlanta right now, if they have to play a game tomorrow, the starter would be Desmond Ritter. Carolina, I mean, your guess is as good as mine who the starting quarterback would be. Right? Tampa Bay, what are you going to? Kyle Trask? Now that Tom Brady is gone? So it makes perfect sense for Carr to go play in that division. He's got weapons as long as they're still around with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, the rookie out of Ohio State, a former teammate of Garrett Wilson who had a really, really good rookie season. So he ends up in New Orleans. You wish him well. So all the speculating, all about, well, you know, could Carr hack it here? He's not going to be a good fit for New York. The media is going to swallow him up. The criticism is going to be too much. He can't play in the cold weather, blah, 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 blah. Now you don't got to worry about that. But what you do have to worry about is who the hell is the quarterback going to be? Because what the Jets have done right now, well, whether they've done it or by virtue of the way the circumstances have played out, they back themselves into a corner here. To where they're now really all in on one guy. And there is no guarantees that that guy feels as mutual about you as you do about him. They had two candidates who set apart from the rest. And one of them is now gone. Top choice is still possible in Aaron Rodgers. But the problem is, is that he's also the most difficult to predict. Also the most difficult to forecast where the hell he's going to land. And oh, by the way, it's going to be the most costly too. Because it's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you draft capital. And oh, by the way, I, I've said this all along and I'm going to stick to it. It's not going to cost you as much as maybe some people expect it to as far as trade capital. 
You could get Aaron Rodgers and hold on to that number 13 pick. You can. Trust me. But Carr was supposed to be the fallback option. And now your safety net is gone. You are up on that high wire by yourself. And there is no net beneath you. There's no trampoline beneath you. It's either you're making it to the other side and you're getting your quarterback or you're going to fall off and you're going to plunge down to oblivion. That's essentially what the Jets are. Think of them as a circus act right now. That's how this whole thing has unfolded for them. I mean, the Jets sat there and they spoke glowingly about Derek Carr for how long? Whether it was Joe Douglas at the Combine, whether it was Robert Sala back at Florham Park, and it was genuine too. I know for a fact they liked Derek Carr. Everything they said about him was 100% accurate. However, they also probably made their intentions known that Aaron Rodgers was a guy that they coveted. But if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, now what? Well, what happens is now you run the risk of going to the next tier. And I guess the Jets could sit here and spin it till the cows come home. They're comfortable going in that direction, but are you as a fan? What happens if Aaron Rodgers is not the guy now? Do you still feel good? Are you comfortable going down that road with one of these other choices, whether it's a Garoppolo, whether it's a Tannehill, whether it's whoever, Lamar Jackson, somebody else that can maybe somehow appear right before them? It ain't going to be Geno Smith. We know that. He's sticking around Seattle. Congratulations to Geno. Boy, can you imagine at the beginning of the season if we sat here and said, you know what, get ready for this wild ride with Geno Smith. He's going to play so well that he's going to get himself a brand spanking new contract at the end of the year that's going to pay him $100 million bucks and it's going to get him $52 million bucks guaranteed in the first year of the deal. Geno Smith. Oh, and by the way, he took the Seahawks to the playoffs too. So that's where we're at right now. I don't want to say up a creek without a paddle. We're up the creek. We have a paddle, but the GPS ain't working. We don't know where the creek is taking us. Weather forecast is maybe a little murky. There could be some elements, wind, rough terrain. That's where we are right now with this quarterback search. Not exactly smooth sailing. And I don't think there's a rest stop anytime soon either. Meaning, I don't know if there's an end in sight. But if you're the Jets, you need to have some finality. You need to have a decision. Because the party is going to be starting here in less than a week. Free agency begins. Other teams are getting their ducks in a row. And if you're the Jets and next Monday rolls around and you still got no idea whatever the hell Aaron Rodgers' intentions are, well, that's a problem. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Want to hear from you. No Derek Carr. You okay with that? You feel good? Didn't want him anyway? Okay, now what? What's the next move? We'll get into all that. We'll talk about the Giants and the Daniel Jones situation. Tomorrow is D-Day, Tag Day. Can they get something worked out beforehand, or are the Giants going to have to put the $32.4 million on their quarterback? We'll do all the basketball with the Knicks, and boy, what a great story that is, plus a heck of a lot more between now and 10 o'clock. Dan Gross' show, full three-hour vehicle on this Monday, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Everybody would like it to be Aaron Rodgers, but how likely is that a possibility? Well, who knows? I don't even know if the Jets know right now. I, you know, I, I read some things today and... People are kind of floating it around like you would think in a best-case scenario in a perfect world, which, as we all know, when it comes to sports and certainly when it comes to certain teams, that doesn't exist. But some people are floating the idea out there that, well, you know, the Jets conveyed to Derek Carr that he was their fallback option, that he was, you know, the backup in case Aaron Rodgers didn't come through. And they're still waiting it out with Aaron, and they want to see what he has to do. But they let Derek Carr know that. That's why he pivoted and chose the Saints. Well, did they? I mean, would somebody really say that to them? Like, really and truly? Because if you're going to have a meeting with somebody, and in this case, Derek Carr, and they know that Derek Carr has other suitors, so aren't they wasting each other's time if the Jets are going to sit there and actually tell Derek Carr, hey, Derek, you know what? We like you, but we don't like you as much as Aaron Rodgers. So if you feel that you get a better offer someplace else, you might as well just go take it because we're not going to sign you until Aaron Rodgers either turns us down or not. Like, it's kind of silly to me, some of the stuff that people are spewing. But nevertheless, here we are. All right, let's see what you guys think. 800-919-3776. Let's start off with our buddy. He is Ira. He's in Staten Island. He's first up here on 98.7. Ira, how are you? Uh, Danny, Danny, Danny. I tell you, it's just unbelievable. Uh, You know, uh, you know how I felt about the Derek Carr situation. And listen, you know, the Jets know more football than I'll ever know. I, I understand that. But, you know, my gut tells me they're just going down the wrong road with Aaron Rodgers. And whether he becomes a Jet or doesn't become a Jet, now that's their problem. But Derek Carr, and I think we both agreed that that was a stable thing to go. You could build around him and go forward. The Packers can't wait to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. They said he wasn't all in last year or maybe part of the year before. He's going to be 40 years old. Nobody's heard from him yet. But everybody's speculating he may not even want to play football. And that's how you're going to build your organization going forward with Aaron Rodgers, who a team that he had great success, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, is basically pushing you out the door. And you got one foot out the door because you want to retire. And that's who the Jets are going after. I'll tell you the truth. I hope it works out for them. I think they're in for more trouble than what it's worth. You know what it is, though, too, Ira? You know, from a Green Bay perspective, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If they didn't have Jordan Love standing by, and if he wasn't a first-round pick, and look, they got a lot, they took a lot of flack for taking Jordan Love because it annoyed Aaron Rodgers. You still had Rodgers playing at a high level a couple of years after that, winning the two MVPs. If they didn't have Jordan Love waiting around, do you think they would be as eager to move on from Aaron Rodgers? No, I, I wouldn't think so. But once again, you, you don't know what's going on there. But if this guy didn't buy in last year, why do you think he's going to come to New York 
Well, you know, the, I don't think he's going to care what the media, how much pressure they put on him. I think it just rolls off the shoulder. But it's just, I, I just don't see, yeah, they'll win their 11, 12 games. And that's better than what we've had for a long time. But you know what? What are we going to do next year? When I call you this time next year, is Aaron Rodgers coming back? Is he not coming back? Oh, Aaron Rodgers retired. Now we've got to go draft a quarterback because Zach Wilson's not the answer. I mean, this just still, to me, this, this is, you're swinging to the fences, and if you don't hit at the home run, you're lost. And this is the chance that the Jets took, and I thought it was the wrong decision. It, it would be nice to have that certainty, Ira. I'm not going to disagree with you, and I thank you for the phone call, as always. But, but here's the problem, right? The problem is, is that there really aren't that many assurances you get in this game. There just aren't. You know, nothing more, nothing less. And look, in a perfect world, fans, the Jets, they would love to sit here. And if they got an opportunity to speak with Aaron Rodgers and if he was going to come over here and play, they would say, hey, Aaron, you know what? Do you think he gave us a two-year commitment? That'd be great. I don't think he'd be able to do that, especially at this stage of his career. Because I'll tell you this, in a perfect world, two years, I think, should be more than enough time knowing that eventually you're going to have to turn the reins over to somebody to go out there and find yourself the next quarterback or at least try to find yourself the next quarterback. And I'm not talking about the guy who's there already. You know, the guy who was the second overall pick and they still supposedly think pretty highly of, not that guy. I'm talking about somebody else completely different that's not part of the organization. But I don't know if that's going to – Come to fruition. I don't know if they're going to get a chance to talk Darren Rodgers because nobody knows. And that's what's funny, though, with all these people reporting things like, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it seems like he's open to playing for the Jets. Well, how do we know that? Right? If the Green Bay Packer general manager said at the combine last week that he hasn't had any talks with Aaron Rodgers, then how does anybody know what he's thinking? Right? Aaron Rodgers was the guy himself who told the world that the so-called insiders that cover the sport aren't in his inner circle and he doesn't communicate with them. So where are they getting all this information from? What, that he might want to play for the Jets if the Packers don't want him anymore? Well, yeah, you know why? Because the Jets are the only team right now that is publicly, I shouldn't say publicly, but the Jets are the ones who are the only known team to express interest. So, of course, it's going to be either Green Bay or the Jets. And I, I still believe that Rodgers is going to play football next year because that's a hell of a lot of money. $59 million or whatever it is to just leave on the table and go flying out the window. And he's got a lot of it. But still, would you turn down that type of money if all you had to do was show up? But it might not be on your terms, right? All right, let's say he wants to play football because he wants the money, and Green Bay says, we're done with you, we'll trade you to the Jets. Okay, fine, but Jets going to be happy with him not being part of the offseason program if that's what he chooses to do again? And he's nowhere to be found in OTAs and nowhere to be found um, for all the voluntary workouts and learning, you know, his new teammates and developing a rapport and chemistry with them. They're going to be okay with that? Because this is shotgun marriage, or at least that's what it would be. You need to win, and you need to win soon. It's not this, hey, you know what, over the next 10 years, we'll get to know each other, and, you know, in in, in four or five years' time, this thing is going to be firing on all cylinders. No, you only have maybe one or two years to make this work. So don't you want to put in as much time as necessary to ensure yourself that you got the best chance to win? John and Freehold, up next, here on 98.7. Johnny, how are you? 
Hey, Danny, how you doing, my friend? John, Good evening. what's up, bud? Dan, I got a question for you. It's been rumored that the Jets have mentioned the parameters of a potential trade with the Packers between Joe Douglas and the front office of the Green Bay Packers. Let me ask you this. Why have the Jets not requested permission to meet with him face-to-face, sit him down, see where his head's at, see where he is physically, uh, lay out the format of what their goals are and what their aspirations are and see how receptive he is to it, uh, what he thinks about it, get his feedback, and, and, and just see where he's at overall in totality before you engineer a trade here. I haven't heard, heard one word well, mentioned. Why, why not give yourself the opportunity to sit down with him like they did with Derek Carr? That's my point. Well, there. number one, Derek Carr was a free agent, so they could do that. Aaron Rodgers is under no, contract with the Packers. Right, but what would prohibit the Jets from asking permission and then having the Packers grant permission to meet with them so that they're in a better position as far as you know, knowledge because of the they don't, situation. Because where, John, John, because simply because they don't know if Aaron Rodgers is even going to play football. That's why. And, and, and well, remember, what, the, the Packers have not slammed the door shut on wanting him back to be their quarterback next year. So it's a multi-layered problem there. Well, that's where I have reservations as a Jets fan, Dan, to be honest with you. And I think Joe Douglas should have his eyes and ears wide open to this situation. You're talking about an older quarterback coming off a thumb injury. You don't know where his head's at. He seems to have a lot of aspirations and interests off the field. You talked about his contract. You're bringing him in with a boatload of money, which means you're going to have to cut people. And I look at the Jets' situation. I know a lot of people have mentioned, hey, this is a Super Bowl team with the right quarterback. I don't see it that way, Dan, honestly. I, I think they need to fortify their offensive line. I think they need to fortify their defensive line. I think they could use a safety. I think they could upgrade the linebacker position. I'd like to see a better replacement for Corey Davis. Uh, Carl Lawson was a bad free agent signing, hasn't lived up to it. You have an opportunity here where it's ru- uh, rumored today that Frank Clark, mm-hmm. who's the all-time sacks leader in the playoffs, and that's what you're looking to do is make the playoffs and make some noise, is available. He's going to be cut by the Chiefs. And Orlando Brown is going to be cut as well, a tremendous all-pro offensive lineman. These are two major guys that can come in and fortify and, and fill huge holes for the Jets and make them a better well-rounded team. I don't know what Brees Hall is going to be coming off that injury as well, Danny. I want some protection. I want some insurance at that well, position as well. John, Whether here, it's through the draft or somebody that gets cut that I could bring in, a proven commodity. John, here's the problem, though, and I thank you very much for the phone call. You name all these other things that you would like to have fortifying and some of the areas that you think that they can improve and all this other stuff. That's great. What are you winning without a quarterback, though? Right, didn't we go down this road just this past year? I mean, this team was good enough to be in the playoffs. They were in playoff position virtually all season long until the very end when they had to go play the musical chairs with the quarterbacks, you know, from Thanksgiving on. So that's the number one goal. That's their biggest need. That's their biggest flaw. You have to get a quarterback because the truly elite quarterbacks, and Rodgers is in that category. He's one of the all-time greats. And even at his stage of his career now, he can still play. Look, Aaron Rodgers at 40 is better than Derek Carr at 31-32, however old he is. He is. He just is. He is. Because the Jet roster that they figure to have out there for 2024, or not 2023, is better than the roster the Packers had this past year. Right? Remember, the Jets went up to Green Bay and, and beat their brains in. Dominated that football game on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You have the elite quarterback. Remember, that's also supposed to elevate other aspects of your football team. And that's what the Jets think they have.
remember, 2023, guys, I've been saying this for years. 2023, when they set this plan into motion, was always the year that they had circled on their whiteboard in the office, right? Big, bold, they even have like blinking lights around it. That was the year. That was the target to where everything was going to be firing on all cylinders. The roster was going to be good enough to win. They thought that they were going to have an answer at the quarterback position, and it was going to be full steam ahead in 2023. Playoffs are bust. They're not just playoffs, like contending to go deep in the playoffs. And they still feel that way. And that's why if the quarterback last year did not get the job done and we saw that he failed and he was replaced on more than one occasion, it became evident that they were going to have to go shopping for a veteran this offseason, and that's exactly what they're doing. And they're really taking a big swing for the fences because, you know, over the last I don't know how many years, you're not going to find much better than Aaron Rodgers. Maybe one guy? One guy? So... We'll see if it happens. But otherwise, you know, you still got a season. You still got games to play, and you want to win those games. So it ain't going to be Derek Carr. And if it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers, then who the hell is it going to be? We'll get into that when we return, plus your calls, 800-919-3776. Dan Gross' show, we roll till 10, right here on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. So Jeremy Fowler had the report last night that apparently Derek Carr was leaning towards the Jets. We know that he ended up as a member of the Saints, but um, here was Jeremy on SportsCenter talking about what that car signing now means for New York. Well, the Jets have remained zeroed in on Aaron Rodgers. That's been the case. He's been their primary option A pretty much throughout this process. But I've talked to multiple teams in the Rodgers quarterback will be market the f- who believe the hangup with Aaron Rodgers will be the $58 million in guaranteed money that he has coming to him. That balloon payment has to be exercised between March 17th and week one. And so respective teams like the Jets would like to see that money lessened, reworked, something done there. And so uh, it's uncertain if the Packers would be willing to facilitate a trade by eating some of that money. And so those are some of the complex dynamics that will be in play in the coming days to try to get Rodgers potentially to a team like the Jets. Well, there you go. And I mean, look, that's the avenue that they're going to go down right now. All roads lead to Aaron Rodgers, at least – from Florham Park they do. Now the question is, is there going to be somebody home when they go knocking at the door? And I don't know when we're going to get that answer, but you have to really ask yourself how much longer are they willing to wait? Because, I mean, guys, a week from today, when we sit down to do this show, and I do believe we have a show next Monday because there's no games, that's when the official 
tampering period begins for NFL free agency. So guys like Jimmy Garoppolo who are out there, you're going to already have teams putting offers in front of them. And, and don't get me wrong. The past week in Indianapolis at the scouting combine, that's where the foundation of all these deals are kind of hammered out anyways. So it, that's why when you vote, like, oh, how, how, did, how did it happen so quick? How did, how did they have a deal done so quick? It was just because these conversations, it's like the worst kept secret in the world. Talks go on behind closed doors. So, I mean, if you're the Jets and you don't think you're getting this guy or if you're still not sure if you're getting this guy, do you want to miss out on another target potentially in free agency? Let's say hi to Johnny Phillipsburg up next here on 98.7. John, how are you? Good. How are you, Dan? What's up, Johnny? Yeah, so I, I wanted Carr all along, and now that he's gone, it's probably going to be, well, maybe it's going to be Rodgers, but, you know, the first thing that just went to my mind is who can it be besides Rodgers because I'm just kind of wary that Rodgers is going to kind of turn into a big mess. But, um, you know, I was just thinking about what's going on with Lamar Jackson. So it seems that they – haven't been able to come to a contract agreement for over two years now with this kid and that it seems like Lamar Jackson is just wanting this fully guaranteed money that Deshaun Watson got. I'm thinking that we could see something tomorrow where the Ravens put on the non-exclusive franchise tag, Mm -hmm. basically saying that, listen, we, we certainly don't want to just have him go, but at the same time, we're expecting that he will be gone after this franchise tag. So let's use the non-exclusive so that we could potentially get two first-round draft picks out of him. And then, oh, Woody Johnson earlier was saying that he's basically willing to pay whatever price to get a quarterback. So maybe the Lamar Jackson company is basically thinking like, well, we can't get full guaranteed money from the Ravens, but maybe we can get fully guaranteed money from the Jets. It's a lot. You know what I mean, John? And here's the reason it's a lot. You hit it right on the head about the difference between the exclusive and the non-exclusive franchise tag. What And what that means is if it's the non-exclusive franchise tag, then you know what? The Ravens will listen to offers for Lamar Jackson or any player in this situation, but we're talking about Lamar. Now, if that happens, that's two first-round picks. So that's why yep. Lamar Jackson is more costly than maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to be because yeah. it's two first-round picks. It's non-negotiable. Plus, you're going to have to put forward all that guaranteed money that he wants from the Baltimore Ravens. It's not a question of him not liking Baltimore, not liking the coaches, not liking the cafeteria. It's the guy wants to get paid. So if he's not giving another team some sort of a discount that he's not given to the Baltimore Ravens. So you got to keep that in mind. And I don't know if the Jets or really any other team are going to be willing to put forward all that equity to bring in a guy like Lamar Jackson, no matter how talented he might be. Think about that. Two first-round picks, and you got to pay the guy a fortune. That's a lot. You know, now Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden looks like a bargain to where you're not going to have to give up two first-round picks to get him. And, yeah, you're going to pay him $60 million bucks this year, but the money's spread out at least over the next two. It's not going to be 60 on your cap this season. It's hard. I mean, but what are your options right now, Really? All right, and who knows if Lamar Jackson is even going to be available. Jimmy Garoppolo's there, and it's just money. You don't have to worry about draft choices or trading for him. He is a free agent. And look, guy's a leader. Guys that have played with him, they speak glowingly of him. How he commands the huddle. They've told me this. 
He's won 70% of his games as a starting quarterback. He's 44-19 lifetime as a starter. But, and here's the but, six years already with the San Francisco 49ers, they have 98 possible regular season games that they played. And he's missed 41 of them. It's a lot of games. You know, you want your quarterback, you want the face of your franchise, you want your guy to be in there week in and week out. Is that too much to ask? And, you know, one of the things that Derek Carr had going for him is that he was durable. Guy didn't miss too many games. Now, Carr got $37.5 million a year. Jimmy Garoppolo would probably, I would say, get less than that because of all the injuries. And I think that you would have to take that into consideration. I'm sure that there's every single team out there that is going to have chats with him will probably be, oh, by the way, we know that you haven't exactly been Mr. Iron Man for the bulk of your career. And look, that's, that's the price of doing business. It just is. But is it even going to get to that point if you're the Jets? Because, look, if you're willing to believe that Derek Carr didn't want to wait around any longer for Aaron Rodgers to make up his mind. And he said to the Jets, you know what? I enjoyed our visit. We had a good meal together. I could have easily come to play for you, but I want some certainty now. So instead, I am going to go to New Orleans. Okay, if you believe that, how much longer are the Jets going to wait? Because you're less than a week until free agency where the next potential domino and the next potential target could come off the board for you. And that's what's the difficult part about this whole thing. 800-919-3776. Richard's in Manhattan. He's up next here on 9870 ESPN. Hello, Richard. Hi, Dan. Dan, if you're the Knicks, do you start Brunson and quickly now? No. So you keep it the way and you don't start hard over Barrett. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They've won okay. nine in a row. Right. No, well, one game they started Brunson, I mean, uh, quickly. Well, because Brunson was hurt. Correct. So you think he doesn't, shouldn't start over crime. Well, Richard, if, if, if you're going to put quickly in the starting lineup, where are right. you getting that scoring from your bench? That's right. Okay. Well, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, no, 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 no. You can't do that. It, it's, okay. I, I think it's great the way it is. Right, because Grimes and Hart are the two defensive guys, and one starts, one doesn't start. So, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, now, uh, as far as people killing Randall for his spinning, I understand that, but you know what I think will hurt the Knicks more? Barrett and Robinson are not good foul, for, uh, foul shooters. Yesterday, Barrett shot 6-for-9, and Robinson, I think, was 3-for-6. So in a tight game, especially playoff atmosphere, those guys are liability at the foul line, and that's that's pretty important. Of course, Randall turning the ball over isn't a good thing either, so they have to clean that up. But there's not much you can do about Randall. I mean, that's his game. It's a little helter-skelter, but, you know, that's his effectiveness too. You know, I don't know if you can calm that down or tame it down because he seems to thrive on that, you know, chaos. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he does, um, you know, look, he wants to be a playmaker, if you will. And look, more often than not, he finds a way to get it done. But you're right about the free throw shooting, Richard. And that's something, if you've watched this team all year, it would give you a little bit of cause for concern, especially in close games. I mean, they're bottom, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they're probably, just from watching them all year, Knicks have to be somewhere bottom third in the NBA in free throw shooting. They're not great. 
And especially when you get this late in the season and the games are going to take on an even greater level of importance, guess what? Free throws matter. You know, they really and truly do because it could be the difference between winning and losing a game. And especially, I mean, shoot, you want to go to the college game. I mean, don't, don't get me started. I mean, free throw shooting is, is beyond critical this time of the year in March. Good free throw shooting teams find their way usually playing deep into the month of March because these games, which every possession is a grind, you're working for every basket, and especially what the rules are the way, you know, in college where you get that seventh foul and you're at the line shooting one-and-ones, I mean, that's that could be a big part of your scoring output, especially in the second half of these games. It's huge. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. We come back, you know what? Got to get into those Knickerbockers in detail. And I'll tell you what, what we saw last night in Boston, in Beantown, that just might have been the best win of the season for Tom Thibodeau's team. Talk Knicks when we return. Dan Grass until 10, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grasso Show, we're rolling till 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. How about those Knickerbockers? Bing bong. Really, how about those Knicks? What more can you say? Nine in a row, 12 over 500, tied for the most road wins in all the NBA with the team that they beat last night, as a matter of fact. I said this earlier when I was on with the guys at the end of the K-Show. Like, if they were in the Western Conference right now, they'd be the three seed. Three. And now they're fighting tooth and nail to see if they could sneak into the top fours. They're battling with the Cavaliers, who, by the way... Cleveland down 13 tonight at home midway through the second quarter to those Boston Celtics, a Celtics team who's resting a few important regulars. Still a lot of game left, and we know how the NBA is. You know, 15-point leads can disappear in the drop of a hat, so we're not popping champagne just yet here, folks. But, you know, when you factor in all the things that went into that win last night, you beat the Celtics pretty convincingly. Earlier in the week at MSG, granted Jalen Brown didn't play. I get it. Boston just blew a 28-point lead to the Nets in their previous home game, which was embarrassing enough. Game was on the road. You were down by 14 points. Hostile environment. Needed not one, but two overtimes. And, oh, by the way, maybe most importantly, no Jalen Brunson. And you win the game? You win the game? I mean, how can that not be the best win of the year? Really? And maybe we can look down the road and say, well, you know, maybe the Celtics aren't the team that we thought they were. It doesn't matter. That is a tremendous victory for this basketball team. And you know what the best part about it is and what separates it, let's say, from the one-off wins maybe the Knicks have had in the past is that this isn't a fluke. This isn't just one of those wins that's maybe sandwiched in the middle of like a three-game win streak or something like that. No, they've won nine in a row. This team is on a roll. They could have rolled over, and this winning streak could have been long gone many times. I mean, hell, it could have happened Friday night when they played Miami. If not for Julius Randle and his heroics. 
Could have happened last night, but it didn't. But it didn't. And I'm shocked. No Brunson and they win this game? I mean, look, full disclosure. I went into that game last night not really confident at all, to be honest with you. I thought that if they would have got a split this weekend, that's what I was saying. Miami, Boston, win one of the two games, I'm cool with that. And they get both? They get both of them? Really? Next man up, no Brunson, quickly goes out there and is the star of the show. Plays 55 minutes. Played the entire second half and the two overtimes. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. How often can we say that? That's really been their fatal flaw over the last, I don't know how many years. How many times do the Knicks step out on the basketball court and can say that they have the best player on the floor wearing a Knicks uniform? Doesn't happen much, right? Doesn't happen much. Unbelievable. I I mean, what can you say? Bing bong. Here's Tom Thibodeau on what it took to come away with this win. Well, I think just finding a way to win, and obviously they've had a great season, and they're a great team. So we knew we would have to be at our best for the entire game to have a chance. And I thought our guys, every time we got down, we fought back, fought back, we didn't go away, and we just found a way to win in the end. And I thought our initial defense was really good, and then, but we didn't finish our, our defense well. So the second shot hurt us. But overall, defense was good. Our turnovers hurt us, so we got to clean that up. And quickly, what more can you say? Well, let's ask him, what did you learn about your team in this game? We got some dogs. We got some dogs. Um, can't wait to get back, celebrate, but, you know, we, we're not satisfied at all. We want to continue to get better, uh, continue to make a push down the stretch. Well, that better be the case. You know, it's one thing to celebrate, one thing to have fun, but they cannot, under any circumstances, this is the NBA where teams take nights off. 82-game season, you know, you're not going to beat your best every single night. We get that. Tomorrow cannot be one of those trap situations for the Knicks. No way, no how. You cannot come home to the Garden. That place is going to be bonkers. Bonkers. And have a crummy Charlotte Hornets team coming in, and Jordan's not playing. They stink. Knicks should roll over the Hornets tomorrow. But they cannot take their foot off the gas pedal. And you know that Tom Thibodeau's been preaching that ever since the clock hit triple zeros in Boston last night. But how about that? Best player on the floor. Not Jason Tatum, not Julius Randle, not Jalen Brown, not Marcus Smart, not R.J. Barrett. Emmanuel Quickly. Knicks got some players. He said they got some dogs. You call them whatever the hell you want. You know what? Knicks are a good team. They're a good team. Maybe a really good team. And don't you have to almost keep resetting the expectations for this squad? Like, forget about now just cracking the top four. Well, now it's, sorry, right. if you get to the top four, what are you going to do in the playoffs when you get there? I know that you're going to be in some sort of a dogfight potentially in a 4-5 first-round series, but win it. Right now, that's almost the expectations. Win a playoff series. You're having this good of a season, going on these long winning streaks, proving that you can compete with the best teams in the league, go in a series. That's the next step. You want people to take you seriously? You want people to think that 
This team has arrived. This team has turned the corner. You got to get it done then in the playoffs. But in your wildest dreams as a fan, you probably didn't think this was possible. Or did you? I don't think you did. Come on, be honest. You can't jump on the bandwagon now and say, I knew this team was going to be this good. No, doesn't work. Not falling for it. Not buying it. But what I do know is that you got 16 games left in the season. And so a lot of cool things that could happen along the way. But it's not going to be easy. They haven't accomplished anything yet. Right? You're going on the West Coast later this week. That's going to be hard. Going out West, I don't care how good you are. I don't care how bad the other team is when you get there. That always presents a unique set of challenges. Sacramento ain't going to be easy. Clippers ain't going to be easy. Portland's got Dame Lillard. Lakers are the Lakers. Right? What happens if you go out there and you bomb out West, you come back home, and now we're talking about a totally different team? Because then I think the first game back off of the West Coast trip is Denver. And they're good. They're really, really good. Waiting for you at Madison Square Garden. But keep setting that bar higher and higher and higher. And you know what? Just enjoy the ride. Let's talk some Knicks. Forecast for the final 16 coming up next. Dan Grosser Show. We roll till 10 on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>